All right, welcome into another edition of Death Taxes in Duval. Hayes, Carline, and Graham Marsh with you today. We do want to send our, our deepest thoughts and condolences to uh, Rick Ballou, our good buddy. Uh, as Rick, as you know, he's talked about it on Into the Night. Uh, his mom passed away last week. Uh, Rick went back up to Boston this week for the service, so Rick will be back with us next week. But certainly we are thinking of him. I know his. Uh, he talked about his mom suffered a lot, and he was really glad that her suffering was over but certainly uh you know we we you know we really uh miss rick and we'll look forward to uh to having him back next week but graham thanks so much for sitting in with us today yeah no problem man and uh and yeah absolutely echo your condolences to rick um he's the man and uh wishing he and his family all all the best in in some difficult times yeah absolutely well said and uh we've got a lot to get to i mean it never stops around here we've got the uh owners meetings out in arizona uh doug peterson met with reporters um i think demetrius harvey of the times union was able to catch up with trent balky for a little bit uh so some good stuff coming out of there and uh you know graham i thought it was really interesting doug peterson sort of asked you know what's the biggest need for lack of a better way of phrasing it, you know, that, that he sees on this team and he went immediately to the pass rush and lack thereof. And he's right. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a guy that, that knows a little bit about football mm-hmm. and watching games and watching Jaguar games this past year understands that that was absolutely a key issue. And it's particularly an issue when you play in the AFC these days. Because I don't know if you've heard, Hayes, but the quarterbacks in the AFC are yeah. relatively good at good. football. Um, and, and more are on the way, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, look, in in today's NFL in 2023, in the way the rules are and how good receivers are and how good offensive coordinators are and in how good quarterbacks are, if you don't get to the quarterback, you are screwed. It's that simple. Yeah. I don't care how good of DBs you have. I don't care what type of defense you run. If you do not have pass rushers, that can beat offensive linemen and then quickly get to the quarterback and affect him, sack him, make his life difficult, you lose. It's just, it's that simple. And that was a big issue for the Jaguars last year. I think this is now a team that the entire fan base has expectations for them to not only make the playoffs, but make noise in the playoffs. And it's just not going to happen if you can't get to the quarterback more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Uh, I do want to thank our our sponsor, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. My good buddy, John Spicklemeyer. I've known him since high school. He's an unbelievable guy. Uh, you you couldn't be in better hands. And uh, again, car insurance is something that we all have to have. And you want to make sure you're paying what you should be paying for it. You should let John look over your policy. It won't take long. And uh, he'll either say, I can't save you money, or he'll say, yeah, there's some things here that we can adjust and, and help you out. Give him a call. That's 471-7155. John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Graham, I I think as you look at it, the concerning thing is, look, obviously you're hoping Trayvon Walker takes a big step forward in year two, but that's not going to be enough when you look at how depleted the rotation has become, losing Arden Key in free agency to Tennessee, and as of now, Dewan Smoot is unemployed. So he's not a Jaguar, so we can't count him. That's like 900 snaps, defensive snaps lost from last year and, and two pretty good players. And, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at it, 
yes, Trayvon Walker might take a big step, but you're going to need more than Trayvon Walker. Josh Allen probably is who he is. It's it's unlikely Josh Allen's all of a sudden going to have 15 and a half sacks. He's he's a guy that looks like for his career is going to hover somewhere in the you know eight to ten sack range. I uh, there's you, not a Von Miller inside him. Correct, that's going to be unleashed. We would have point. seen it by now. Correct, and and so you know I, I think as you look at it. I think that's the cause of concern, and you know we could see it addressed at pick twenty four. But again, I was shocked that they restructured Foley Fatakasi because he wasn't very good last year in year one, and you know it makes it harder—not impossible, but it certainly makes it harder to cut him without uh, more of a significant penalty in terms of your your dead cap and things like that. They could, if he didn't play well this year, they could have cut him uh, going into twenty four. And it would have been a very easy cut. Now it's you've made it a little bit more complicated and you've kicked some money way down, like three years down the road. Um, so that told me, well, they must be getting ready to do something pretty significant. Uh, we've yet to see it in the three or four days since they restructured Fadakasi. Calais Campbell visited, but and I'd love to have Calais. That'd be great. But man, it seems like they've got to figure out something in terms of that rotational piece to the edge pass rush. And again, there's still a lot of good veterans out there. I mean, I, I Frank Clark, I believe, is still out there. I, I I don't have a list in front of me. I don't think Floyd is signed. I think Carlos Dunlap is still out there. I think uh, JPP is still out there. Ngakwe, I think, is still out there. Uh, Van Noy. Uh, there, there's like six to nine pretty good veteran pass rushers that would do exactly what I think Arden Key and Dewan Smoot did. Play, a, play you know, 35% of the snaps, uh, but give you some rush uh, in, in in terms of spelling Trayvon and, and Josh Allen. But I, I love the, the way the roster looks. The pass rush rotation is the one that I think looks really depleted right now. 100%. And I think... I would hope that by the time training camp starts, and preferably before that, by like OTAs, that through the draft or through free agency, they have acquired two pieces across the entire defensive line that you would consider relatively steep investments, considering where they are. Obviously not, you know, like last year they were going to throw money at a lot of, obviously not Mm-hmm. Under those circumstances, under this year's circumstances, pretty significant investments. I think you need another body in the interior to help with the interior pass rush because Smoot provided you a good amount of that last year, and we don't really know what's going on with Smoot. As of right now, as you said, he's currently unemployed, and then you lost Key on the edge. I think they could even upgrade with Key on the edge. Maybe you draft somebody early. Even the... All the draft people have been saying that it's an incredibly deep edge draft. So maybe that means rounds round three, you go get somebody. I don't know exactly how that looks, but I think they need to add two more bodies on the defensive line across the line. I know they just signed two guys. Um, but I mean, those guys are, I mean, it's unlikely those guys are, are going to be correct game changers. I, those guys probably are going to be fighting for roster spots and, and we're talking about training. henry mondo and right. uh, michael dogby right which are yeah they're they're adam gotts type guys yeah right um which is fine there, there's nothing wrong with those those yeah. guys are valuable and hopefully they'll be fantastic yes but, you know but based on the money and based on the overall interest i wouldn't expect much from either one 
Correct. Yeah. And the, the, they, they give you some snaps and expel, give some guys a breather, basically. Um, but again, yeah, I, just, just to kind of put a, put a bow on, on my thoughts here, I would like two relatively significant investments, be it through, the, through free agency still or through the draft, where the interior and the edge spots are both addressed. Yeah, like I'd love to see Calais signed and then at 24, if like Nolan Smith is there, the outside linebacker out of Georgia, perfect. Yes. You know, I mean, there you 100%. go. So you've got your guy that can help you with the interior. Uh, Calais obviously can do, uh, can rush from the outside as well, but on obvious passing downs, you're going to kick him inside and, uh, you know, and, and again, you could kick Trayvon inside. You could have Trayvon Walker and Calais Campbell inside battling guards, which would basically be a unfair fight. Yes. And uh, and then you could have Josh Allen and Nolan Smith uh, on the outside, which you know had the had, would have the potential to to be uh, pretty pretty special. Could but... you imagine having all that and Calais's leadership? Oh yeah. That's that's what I need. Yeah, that gets me excited about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I don't think it's to your point. Edges deep. It doesn't have to be Nolan Smith, and he may be gone. I uh, but you know there 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 are very few needs I think that they have. I uh, edge rush, offensive tackle, nickel corner. I mean, it would make sense to me if 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 the value lined up at each spot, it would make sense to me with the draft about a month away to go edge at twenty four. Offensive tackle in the second round, and then get your nickel corner in the third round. You know, and then after that, you're just basically, you know, with your two fourth round picks. Are you taking a tight end? Are you taking a running back? You know, are you, you know, what that's sort of just whoever falls there that you love. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they can absolutely do it. But the pass rush, the more that we get into the offseason, uh, and really hearing Doug Peterson kind of spell it out at the owners' meetings, they don't have enough. I mean, if assuming they did nothing. Which they're not, they're going to address it, but let's just assume they didn't sign anybody else of consequence in free agency along the defensive line. And at 24 and 56, they elected to go corner and or offensive tackle and, and tight end, tight end, you know, something like that. What are you going to do if like Josh Allen or Trayvon Walker happens to get hurt? I mean, they, you've got nothing. I mean, Caleb on Chase right. on is not, I think we can say. Good special teams guy, but is not going to be uh, able to really affect the the quarterback that much. And again, he has three career sacks. I think, yeah. And I again, I think we would know by now if there was ever going to be more. You know, I don't if think there's he, ever going to be a good football player. In exactly. There. So, uh, you know, I I think it's I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Jaguars decide to do with it. And uh, anything else strike you? Uh, the, the, it seems like fans have been a little impatient, angsty maybe about how the off season's gone. What's your thoughts to, about that? It, it's not surprising. Um, <laughs> fans are funny and, and I, I am, I have been one of them most of my life. So mm-hmm. I will, I will admit that I, I can get caught up in this as well, but it is just a funny thing. Like you walk off the field in Kansas city and the whole fan base is thinking, man, like, you know, this roster is really good. I really like what we have. You know, they don't, you know, there's not a lot of cap space this year, but they don't really need to do all that much. And then free agency comes, they don't do all that much. The sky is falling. Why aren't <laughs> we doing anything? What's going on? And I understand that part of that is losing some of what you did have. Okay, part of that is because Jawan Taylor is no longer a Jaguar and Arden Key is no longer a Jaguar. But listen, good football teams lose good football players. It happens. 
I mean, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill last offseason, and then they won the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to go in the Super Bowl this year, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, good football players have left good football teams before, and that team has stayed good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It happens. This is what happens when you have guys that you do want to keep around. We're not used to this mattering, right? In Jacksonville, we're used to the season ends, and we would be totally okay with the entire roster getting blown up. Well, that's not the case anymore because you had a good season and you have some guys that are trying to get paid and you don't want those guys to leave. So sometimes it kind of sucks. Sometimes when the actual season is really fun, that makes this time of year not quite as fun. And, you know, would I, would I like to see them patch together, you know, a piece or two here, a piece or two there to, to try to bolster some needs that we just talked about? Of course. And like we talked about, I, I don't think they're done. I think they, they probably could still go do that, do those things. But I think the fan base needs to kind of just understand that like Dearness Johnson type signings is kind of what you can probably be expecting more of in the future if this roster stays pretty good and they stay competitive year after year. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I wanted to get your thoughts on Lamar Jackson. And again, this is a very relevant topic for the Jaguars. A, they play Baltimore this season. Uh, so that's one. And uh, and the other component of it is he might end up going to the AFC South. The Colts are one of the teams that obviously, when you look online and you look at sports books, they're one of the real contenders if Lamar Jackson does get moved. What, what are your thoughts on his market? Where do you think it goes from here? Uh, where do you think he ends up playing uh, this season? Where he ends up playing is still such a difficult wild card. Um, based on his, if, if we had done this podcast two days ago, I would have told you, I think he's going to still end up with the Ravens after his statements yesterday. It's clear that's probably not going to happen. Um, what's interesting with Lamar is like the Deshaun Watson contract comes into play here, of course, because Lamar is looking at that contract and saying, give me that pretty kind of not absolutely. That's like, in in a lot of ways, that's kind of what he's doing. And the Ravens, I think, are singing the same tune as 31 other clubs that are not the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. that say, no, that's not how we do business. It's very clear now because we have a tangible example of another player that's trying to replicate it. It's very clear now how much of an outlier the Deshaun Watson contract was and how much this is not how NFL owners plan to do business moving forward. And the other thing is like, there's this whole thing about guaranteed contracts should quarterbacks have guaranteed money? Should other players have guaranteed? Listen, players currently have guaranteed money. It's just less. They're advocating for more guaranteed money. Correct. So all that does is that just handicaps the team more to their salary cap because it gives them less of an easy out with you. Of course, we all know this. I'm not saying anything you don't know. Because of that, if if Lamar's going to get a deal that's going to be similar to what he's reportedly asking for, it's going to have to be a team that's not very good because it's going to have to be a team that has a ton of cap space. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean the, the thing too with the Colts is I don't want to see him. The, the, right now, the division is basically being handed to the Jaguars on a silver platter. Because uh, Tennessee, I just, they haven't launched a full rebuild. That won't happen until they trade Derrick Henry if they trade Derrick Henry. Um, but they're awfully close. They're, they're, one, that, they're one they're move that, away. Yeah 
from being in a rebuild, in my opinion. I think they're in the 5-6 uh, win zone right now. Yeah. Houston and, and Indianapolis, Houston's already into, you know, they're probably towards the back end of their rebuild, but they're still in a rebuild. And the Colts are, are entering into a rebuild. So, you know, you love the fact that these, you know, win, wins over-unders are starting to pop out. And, you know, we're seeing the Jaguars at, you know, somewhere right around 10. And we're seeing... You know the the Titans in one sports book was seven and a half. There was a two and a half win difference yeah. between the Jaguars and the next best team in the division, which is dominant. I mean, that's, it, that's it's really not, big in the NFL. It, it's not the most. I want to say the most would have been. Boy, I'm trying to think. Who? Oh, Cincinnati uh, was the biggest in the North, which was kind of surprising because that's always such a competitive division. But they had Cincinnati way out front, like maybe at eleven wins, and then they didn't right. have anybody else. Probably because lo- you don't know where Lamar is going to be yeah. and. And things like that, but but basically, if if the Colts were able to get Lamar Jackson, then then I still would pick the Jaguars. But it would certainly make me nervous. It would make me more nervous than obviously I am now. I think Lamar Jackson to, for the Colts would be worth at least three wins. I agree. And so so that's a concern. And you know, I, I'm curious to see if what happens is see, the whole thing about trade me. Well, they've already sort of done that. Because by putting the non-exclusive on, they've allowed you to go and enter into an agreement with another team. They've told teams exactly what your market right. is. Right. And and basically, the Ravens could still match it. Um, and if they don't, the team gives up the two first-rounders. The only way I see them getting out of Baltimore, and I don't know why the Ravens would do this, but the only way I could see it is if the Ravens said, all right, Lamar, fine. Sign the tag. Sign the tag so you're under contract with us. Then we will move you to another team where you can work out your own deal with them and we'll take less than the two first rounders because obviously no one wants to pay that. No one wants to give you the big contract and pay us two first rounders. But the only reason, the only way that's going to work is if Baltimore wants to move on from Lamar Jackson. And why the hell would they do that? Right. Because what do they do? If, if, Lamar, if the Ravens trade Lamar Jackson... They have a ready-to-win roster right now. I'm ready to compete. I mean, right, we can right. argue in, in a tough AFC where that stands, but what were they going to do? Go sign Matt Ryan? I mean, who, yeah. there's no one out there. It's like they're not going to sign Carson Wentz. And this offense is built for Lamar Jackson, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right. And they just, yeah, they, they just hired an offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, out of Georgia with the idea that they're going to maintain a lot of what they were doing with Lamar Jackson. Yep. So I, I don't think it – I think he ends up either not playing, which I'd be stunned if he, he left $33 million on the board. But uh, So I think he ends up with Baltimore, which will be good because, again, I still want the Colts to take a quarterback at four. I don't like this class. Bryce Young's the only one of them that I would remotely consider taking. Uh, if C.J. Stroud is, is good. I shouldn't say that. C.J. Stroud's a pretty good prospect. But – I mean, I don't think the Colts are going to be looking at Stroud or Young. They're going to be looking at Levis or Richardson, which I'm couldn't be more excited about. I so, agree. Um, so anyway, because both of those guys would need to play right away. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a there's an extremely high possibility that the Jaguars are going to play two rookie QBs next year. Yeah, twice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah it, they'll probably play. I guess it depends on whether you think Young or Stroud goes one or two, but. You know, it, it just say, let's say Stroud goes one to Carolina. Well, you're playing Bryce Young twice in Houston, and you're probably playing Levis or Richardson twice 
an indie. I guess you or Minshew, um, you know, who the Colts signed. But you know, by the way, that's not going to keep anybody up at night. It's not. But by the way, they may not have a choice because of we know how the politics of the league works when you draft a guy really high. Yeah, Levis or Richardson, week one of the 2023 NFL season, Gardner Minshew is going to be better than both of those players. Right. I mean, I don't think he's going to play, but could you imagine if Gardner Minshew came to Jacksonville and <laughs> was leading the yeah. Colts? Right, yeah. Oh, it'd be crazy. That would be wild. Well, I think if if they play the Colts in the first five or six weeks, they probably are seeing Gardner Minshew. You think so? I would think. I would think. Uh, you know, we'll see. But... uh because I, I, again, I just don't have a lot of faith in Levis or Richardson that they're going to be ready. Um, you know, but we'll see. That's uh, that's the beauty of the draft, and and we'll obviously uh, know. You know, let me let me ask you real quick. Yeah. If let's just say it did happen, let's say Lamar Jackson goes to the Colts. Yeah. Do you fear the Colts at that point? Yes, I mean, I, I would I would pick the Jaguars, but now I think you're talking about you're probably splitting with the Colts as opposed to sweeping them. Um, it's it is, I'm not going to do it in Jacksonville because the Colts can't win in Jacksonville. Let's say it's the final week of the season and it's a Titans-Jags from this past year type of thing where it's, it's winning in. How do you like your chances against a Lamar Jackson-led Colts team? I like it, but I'd like it a lot better if it was Gardner Minshew or <laughs> Anthony <laughs> me, Richardson. Me too. I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 don't, yeah. I, I have been surprised at the narrative of Lamar Jackson's not very good. That is really surprising. Yeah. I mean, he's unorthodox. He's not the typical franchise quarterback, but he's incredible if he's healthy. Now, that's been the problem the last two years is he just hasn't been healthy in, in crunch time. He's missed a lot of time in December and January. But um, but yeah, I'd be nervous. If, if, if the Colts get Lamar Jackson, I think the Jaguars are going to have a fight probably until week 17, 18 of the season yeah. to clinch the division. Right. If the Colts don't get Lamar Jackson and it's one of these rookies or it's Minshew. It's going to be the same thing that they, it's been. They might have this division wrapped up by December 1st. Yeah. I mean, they might win this division by four games. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Graham, thank you so much for uh, for sitting in with us. We always enjoy it. And, uh, yes, sir. And enjoy your, your perspectives on things. And I want to thank our good buddy, John Spicklemeyer. Give him a call, 471-7155. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. That's who I go to for my car insurance. John does a fantastic job. It saved me a lot of money, and he can certainly do the same for you. And again, you got nothing to lose, uh, particularly if you if you have been with the same people with your car insurance for a while. Uh, at least have John look over your policy. There could be certain things in your life that have changed over time uh, that can affect your car insurance premium. So uh, give him a call, 471-7155, 471-7155. That is John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. That's going to do it for us on Death, Taxes, and Duval. Look forward to having Rick Ballou back in with us next week. For Graham Marsh, I am Hayes Carline. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Go Jags. It's a